Welcome back to another episode on the Expand Your Awareness podcast. My name is Aaron Dowdy, and I'm here today to explain the next level, the next level of manifestation, the manifestation level you have maybe never heard of before. It is a totally new level, and I hope you are ready for it. Now, you've probably seen the title of this video, so you probably already know, so I'm just going to get right into it. It's on the higher self manifestation process, understanding how to link up to your higher self and how to manifest from a higher level paradigm. So anyways, I figured I want to make this video. This video might be a little bit more, a little bit more esoteric, but uh, I like esoteric. We don't need to, we don't, we don't need to dislike esoteric. We just got to just, the only thing I ask is just to have an open mind about this conversation because it's coming from a very authentic place within me. This is something I'm very passionate about because this goes into the deeper level of understanding who we are. I remember when I went through my spiritual awakening back in 2012, it totally changed my life because uh, before that, I, and I won't go into the whole story, you know, maybe you've heard my story before where I'm like, oh, I used to have ADHD, I used to take Adderall, then I learned meditation, then I never had to take that again, and then I started to feel totally different about myself, and basically what happened is I started to feel completely different, like I, I raised my emotional set point. My emotional set point normally on a scale of 1 to 10 was probably at about a 3 to a 5, all of a sudden it's at about a 7 or 8 out of out of 10, I started feeling really good and I didn't need to smoke. I didn't need to drink. I didn't need to do anything because I just felt so good all the time. Now, what really happened? This is what I think happened. I think I merged with a part of my higher self. And what I mean by that is I merged with a lot of my soul purpose, which is something we're going to be talking about. But I also became aware of this idea. I became aware that physical reality that we experience is an experience, but that at a higher level of consciousness, we exist and that we are simply dreaming that this is who we are here. Now, this is very empowering because what this means is that the things we experience in our life, it's an experience, but it's not something to be taken so literal. It's not something to be taken so harshly because I, and I, this is coming from the guy that, you know, I went through a lot of stuff growing up. I went through a lot of pain. I had an ex-stepmom. Maybe you've heard my story with this before. I had my ex, I had an ex-stepmom who was very abusive. She had borderline personality disorder. She still does. I don't have to see her anymore. But I had to see my I feel bad for my sisters because they're going through it now. Um, but she was my stepmom. So I didn't have to, you know, I'm not related to her. I'm not blood. That my sisters, they're blood. So they have to deal with her. But I grew up uh, having to do between the ages of seven to fifteen. I wasn't allowed to go outside, wasn't allowed to have friends. I had to earn it if I wanted to go to a school activity like band. I had to uh, me and my brother, a lot of time, were locked outside. We'd be drinking water out of a hose. We weren't allowed to eat very much. We were allowed one bowl of cereal in the morning uh, with and barely any milk. And then at nighttime, we were allowed um, like one serving of food. And a lot of times, it was a TV dinner. And me and my brother were locked in one side of the house, which like had a cage in it, as weird as that sounds. Not like what you would think. It's just like it was a house being remodeled, but there was like a mother-in-law's quarters of this house. Me and my brother were working outside all the time, and then we were locked on that side of the house. So if we weren't allowed to watch TV, we weren't allowed to have friends. It was like a, it was like a, it was like living with like a, a sociopath. Um, mainly because my ex-stepmom was a social or is a sociopath, and I don't mean that in a negative way. I'm just saying, calling it like it is, and. Uh, because of that, felt a lot of pain, and I, for a long time, gave that a negative meaning. That held me back in life. But 
that experience itself is what actually led me to eventually having my spiritual awakening and knowing that that experience itself primed me because then at 15 years old, my dad divorced her. All of a sudden, I have all this freedom again. I had to learn how to gain my worthiness back. That's what led me. For years, I felt resistance. And then eventually, I learned meditation. And that meditation totally transformed my life because I became aware and I started to tap into the spiritual part of myself. I started to understand at a greater level who I am, but at the same time, who all of you, you know, every one of you are an immortal spiritual being living a temporary human experience. That's the first step to this process is understanding that you are not just the physical ego structure. It is just a small part of who you really are. At a larger consciousness point of view, you are, you exist. And not only that, but you exist in a higher state of consciousness. You are unconditional love. You are bliss. You are joy. That is who you are. You're simply dreaming that that this is who you are. I'm dreaming, I'm Aaron, I make a podcast episode, and then you're on the other side listening to this. And that's that's like we're playing this game of separation, but nonetheless, it is a game. Now, actually, what they've been showing as well with science, this is actual science, there's a, uh, there's a guy I've been listening to a lot recently. His name is Thomas Campbell, Thomas Campbell. And he is a physicist who is very smart. He's been around for 30 years. He's been talking for 30 years about how we live in a simulation. Now, this is something that now is being taken very seriously, and there are many, many, many scientists that now believe that we do live in a simulation. This isn't this woo-woo thing from years and years ago. But this doesn't have to be a negative thing. When we think of simulation, we don't got to be like, oh, that seems kind of scary. Do we live in a computer? It just means that we live within a reality that in a way, we kind of live in like a video game. Now, it still has meaning. The experience of it is real, but the actual physicality of it, like they can't find the solidity in matter. They have atoms, they have nucleus and all that, but it's, there's, it's mainly empty space. Now, in the same way, our reality is so much more flexible than we can priorly imagine. It is so much more flexible. But the first step of this process is admitting that there is more to life than just the ego structure. There's more to life than just the physicality. Because unless we get there, we'll be kind of, in a way, trapped within the materialism. Trapped within thinking that we must identify with what we have. Rather than identifying more with who we are as consciousness. So... This video, while it may seem a little bit out there, I believe is empowering to know that we are so much more than we can imagine, that if we exist now, we will always exist, and you can know that, even the pain you've been through. You may have been through a lot of pain in your past, and I want you to know that I went through a lot of pain as well, so I can, I can relate to you. But also know that that pain may have had a purpose, and maybe that purpose was for you to become much more solid with who you are. Maybe that, that pain created pressure. You know, if you're listening to my, to my content at all, then most likely you're at a place to where you're open to this idea that you are more than your physical body. But when you become aware of that, that's when manifestation becomes much more powerful because you see that you aren't limited to the ego structure, the ego reference experiences. There's a higher level of consciousness. Now, here's the thing as well. Sometimes people experience blocks with the law of attraction because they their ego, even my ego, wants certain things. I want to be known as this person. I want to be the next Tony Robbins. If I could just feel a certain way and if I maybe have the influence he has, maybe then I'll be enough. Now, that's an ego desire, but at the same time, I have a desire to add value to people. I believe that that is part of my purpose. But here's the thing. Higher self-manifestation. Think of it like this. 
your higher self, before you came into this life, before you incarnated, and you chose your parents, which maybe you don't want to hear that. Maybe maybe you do. Maybe you, you love, you know, maybe you have a very good relationship with your parents. But regardless, you chose your parents. It's something that you did choose. We choose at a conscious, at a, at a, at a higher self level, we choose a lot of things we experience in our life. We still have free will in many aspects, but we do, in a way, agree to certain things happening in our life, and our higher self, our higher self, <laughs> our higher self paves out certain reference experiences, certain things we could call these soul contracts that we agree to happen in our life. Now, here's where the disconnect happens. Sometimes the ego wants certain things that may be out of alignment with the higher self projection of what we want to experience in our life. Now, we may say, I want to win the lottery. But winning the lottery may go against what we want to experience as our higher self. Like our higher self was like, yo, I'm going to come into this life. I'm going to have a great experience with this. I'm going to have some challenges, but it's going to make me stronger. But then I'm going to do this, this, and this. I'm going to come at it from a point of power. And that's how I'm going to become and build myself to become stronger and stronger. Now, if we desire something and we want it just for the ego benefit, I know for a long time, I wanted, before I grew on YouTube, I wanted to be put on by someone. I wanted, like, I always had this vision of myself as like, I'm going to meet like a, a professional public speaker or something. They're going to see all this potential in me. They're going to put me on and then I'm going to be very well known. But that's what my ego wanted because that was maybe the shortcut. Maybe that was the path of least resistance. And I wouldn't have wanted to hear, oh, Aaron, you're going you're gonna to create a lot of content and you're going to do it from scratch and you're going to you know, build this brand. You're going to build this into something big. I probably wouldn't have wanted to hear that from the ego's perspective because I would have rather heard, oh yeah, you're going to meet Tony Robbins. He's going to like look at you and spiritually just be like, yo, you're the next me. And then I'm going to be like, oh my God, yes, I know it. And then from there, I'm just going to like travel with him and he's going to mentor me and be like, yo, Aaron, this is the way. He's going to like call me his young grasshopper and stuff. And I'm going to be like, yes. And I'm going to eventually be there and eventually be on his level. That's what the ego me wanted. But here's the thing. What I eventually had to do is I eventually had to be like, you know what? I'm going to do this. I'm going to pave my own way. And that I think was part of the higher self type agreement that I had that I was going to come in here and I was going to figure out a way, even if it didn't involve Tony Robbins taking me under his wing and be like, hey, Aaron, you know, kind of nurturing me along the way. It'd be like, young grasshopper, you got this. And it's just now I've had to develop it. But guess about the, the person I've become in the process is so much more worth it because now that I have I have put out a lot of content and I have learned marketing. I've learned how to uh, market my ideas and have people resonate with it and to help people transform their lives. Now that I've done that, I can do that in so many different ways and I can help other people do that, which I do as well. I help other people share their message. So in the same way, sometimes the path of least or the path that we think our ego wants isn't always the path of the higher self. So it's about getting in tune with the higher self. Now, how do we do that? Well, the first way that we do this, how we manifest from the higher self perspective, the first way we do this is simply through following our passion. As cliche as this sounds, I know it sounds cliche. I think I talked about this in a recent podcast episode as well. So forgive me if it sounds a little repetitive. But honestly, this is the secret to my whole success has been me following my passion. I love making videos. I love sharing my ideas. I love helping people. I love getting in front of the camera. I love getting to that flow state. So because of that, what I do is I focus on how I can more so do that more and more. And that leads me. So normally I think my ego is like, oh yeah, I want the nice house. I want the nice this. I want the nice that. But the thing is, if I go for the passion first and foremost, what then happens is by going for the passion first and foremost, those things come anyways. But 
Following the passion, the way our higher self communicates with us is through the thread of passion. When we feel passionate, that is our body translation, our body telling us, yo, Aaron, keep doing this, keep doing this, keep doing this. And then I keep doing it. I'm like, oh man, I feel passionate when I make these videos. I'm going to keep making them. I keep making and that leads me to the next best thing, to the next best thing, to the next best thing. So the key to this is understanding that aspect, understanding the higher self part of us, the way our higher self communicates with us is through the thread of passion. So let me ask you a question. Are you doing what you are passionate about? And if not, why not? Why aren't you doing that? Why aren't you start going for your passion? And I know it sounds like I'm being kind of sarcastic here, but for real, go for your passion. Start asking. You don't know it yet? Ask yourself, what is my passion? Intend to find out what your passion is. Start to go for it because the body's translation, that frequency is who you really are. It is so natural for me. I work, I work honestly, people think sometimes it's contradictory because I talk about the law of attraction stuff, but I work like 12, 14 hours a day because I love what I do and it doesn't feel like work. People are like, you should be able to just like be the magician, just sit in your chair and just manifest things with your mind. But here's the thing. I love what I do so much. I can't not do it. I can't not take action because I'm such in a high frequency when I'm doing what I love. So start to ask yourself the question, what are you passionate about? Maybe you could start off small. You know, I'm passionate about eating the sandwich right now. I'm passionate, I'm passionate about going for a walk with my dog. Start off with small things and then let it lead to the next best thing, the next best thing, the next best thing, and you will eventually get there. But you have to start off somewhere. So passion, the passion is the link from you to living as your higher self. Now, the second way for you to manifest from your higher self is to understand your vibration. Your natural state of consciousness is unconditional love and bliss. That is who you are. Anything less than is because of an attachment to a lower emotional state of consciousness. Maybe you've seen that chart of consciousness I share many times from a book called Power Versus Force. If not, you can look it up on Google. And this chart of consciousness has on the bottom of it shame, fear, guilt. Eventually, you move up to that of neutrality. And from neutrality, you move into the upper emotions, which are willingness, love, bliss, joy, and then enlightenment at the top. Now, anytime we are attached to a lower emotion, we're feeling shame, fear, or guilt, it's coming from memories, it's coming from an attachment at some form. The key is to see and to look at those thoughts and to allow them to be there. They're just there. They're just thoughts. We just think thoughts. Allow those thoughts to be there. A lot of times we resist them, and in the resistance of those thoughts, we create more and more of that. They almost like that resistance of the, what we are thinking creates more and more momentum that then makes it so that those grow. Instead, learn to observe your thoughts. My bit, The biggest change I've ever made in my life was when I learned how to neutralize what I was thinking by observing my own thoughts. So the more I observed my thoughts and just saw them as neutral, they're just there. Like a, a, rainy, a rainy day is a neutral idea. Some people like, I love rainy days. Some people hate rainy days. Some people don't care about rainy days. It's a neutral idea. The way we relate to those thoughts is what matters. So learn to observe your thoughts. Learn to allow them to be there. And if you allow them to be there, the paradox is then they go away. The negative thoughts will go away and you stop perpetuating the pattern and the resistance of them over and over and over again. So that's what I've learned. I've learned how to observe my thoughts. I'm not perfect. I'm not enlightened. Some people... Some people think I'm enlightened. It's kind of funny, honestly. Some people are like, oh, he's enlightened or 
or they'll, they'll respond and stuff like on my comments on videos about me being enlightened and stuff. And I'm like, I reply, I don't mean to burst their bubble, but I'm like, just so you know, I'm not enlightened. <laughs> I'm still human or I'm not, I'm not there yet. Or I'm just not, I don't even know if in my lifetime I will become enlightened. Who knows? I think my purpose in life is not to be enlightened. I think my purpose in life is to uh, help as many people as I can with what I'm doing. So I don't know, maybe that's not relevant for anyone's, but anyways, what I do know is that there's this state of consciousness that when I follow my passion, I'm doing what I love, that that, is uh, that that is who I naturally am. So observe your thoughts, neutralize your past. Know that your past may have had a purpose. When I look at my past, it all had a purpose. Yes, it was painful. Yes, I went through some pretty harsh times, you know, but it was part of what I had to go through to create pressure that then allowed me to come through on the other side. Now, the third way that you can manifest from your higher self is through connecting with your heart. Now, this is something that I've been doing the last five or six months now, and it's really changed my life in a powerful way. That's from learning from the HeartMath Institute that the electromagnetic energy of the heart is thousands of times more powerful than that of the head. So knowing that, it's like, okay, creating from the head, also think about it. Creating from the head is like creating from dualistic type nature. We have the left brain, the right brain. When we create from the head, we create from polarization because as much as we want something, we're also emphasizing we don't have it. And as much as we look at good, bad, right, wrong, light, dark, those are all polarizations. We have the left brain, the right brain. Instead of creating from the head, create from the heart because the heart is single. The heart does not have duality. The heart is also more electromagnetically powerful than that of the head. The heart is thousands of times more powerful than that of the head. So when we start to create more from a feeling place, and right now, maybe you could do this. I don't know if you're driving or what you're doing, but if you can, put your hands over your heart and just feel the warmth or the coldness from your hands, whatever it is, and feel the energy inside your heart. Now, as you feel it, just simply put in your attention there for a couple minutes a day, you start to increase the energy inside of your heart and the vibration of your energy field begins to raise. So become aware of that. And the more you do that, the more you will increase the vibration of your energy field in general. And the more you do that, the more you create powerful momentum in your life. But this is about going straight to the heart. You know, see, a lot of times we look for the things on the outside. We're like, oh, I want this. I want that. I want to experience this. I want the relationship. If I just had the relationship, I'd feel whole and complete. If I just had the house, the big house that I've always dreamed of, then I'd feel good. If I just did this, then I'd feel good. Instead, if we just feel the love within us, because that's who we naturally are, we put the attention in our heart, we can feel those emotions now. And by feeling those emotions now, we attract those things into our life easier than ever. So that's something that I've been doing and a lot of my meditations as well, maybe you've seen some of my meditations, almost every meditation that I make on YouTube has, in the beginning of it, some level of this heart cohesion where we connect our brain to our heart. It's not that we get rid of the brain. It's not that we get rid of the ego. We just connect to it in a different way. We connect to it from our heart, from a level of compassion. And as we do that, we find that we develop momentum in a way that we prefer. So this is about having that awareness of who we are and knowing that we are at a greater level, higher consciousness beings. We exist in a higher dimension. Imagine us right now chilling in the higher dimensions. We chill in the higher dimensions. We can manifest whatever we want instantaneously. We're not bound by space and time. We feel unconditional love and bliss. And we just chill in the higher dimensions doing higher dimensional stuff. Which could be traveling instantly. Like Harry Potter stuff, you know. I love Harry Potter, so I, I bring that in every now and then. So imagine that's what we do. But here's the thing. We can instantly have whatever we want. We think it, it's there. There's not as much learning with that. So sometimes what we'd say is we say, okay, I'm going to incarnate 
in a system of reality, a virtual reality. There's this virtual reality on earth. I'm going to incarnate into the system, forget who I am to see if I can remember who I am because we feel disconnected from source, even though we're not disconnected, but we feel like we are. We don't remember who we are. If I can go through this game and remember that in this game of life that I'm so much more than I priorly thought that I was. And I'm going to incarnate with some of my buddies. We're all going to play different roles. Some are going to be enemies in my life. Some are going to be people I love in my life. Some are going to be soulmates. Some are going to be twin flames, whatever labels we want to give them. And I'm going to go through this life and experience these things because I can learn so much more when things are slowed down a bit, when there's this physicality, when there's momentum to my thoughts, when things don't happen instantaneously. I can really mold what I want. I can really let things come to fruition. And we say, okay, at a higher level consciousness, at a higher level point of view, that's what I want to experience. There may be some pain. There may be some pressure. But that will lead me to experiencing more of who I really am. So this is all about understanding who we are at a greater level consciousness. Understanding that we are so much more, that we can begin to connect from this higher self. And that when we connect to our heart, instantly more connected to our higher self. When we follow our passion, instantly we start to embody more of the higher self consciousness part of who we are. That is the communication from our higher self. And then the other part is understanding, neutralizing negative thoughts, feeling the unconditional love and bliss, which is who we naturally are. And as we feel that unconditional love and bliss, things happen in our life in a much, much easier way. So I want you just to know that reality itself is a form of dream, that you are unconditional love and bliss. You're meant to have fun in this life. This life was meant to be something that you co-create your, your dreams into reality. And that when you align with your higher self, these things happen easier than ever. And that you can start to become more aware of the ego and what the ego desires. Let go of things that don't serve and start to embody more of who you naturally are. So let me know what you think of this video. This, uh, this, I kind of filmed this on the spur of the moment. I was like, oh, higher self, I want to talk about that. So let me know what you thought of today's episode by commenting on my newest Instagram photo. That's the easiest way for me to see it because there's no really thread or it's not like YouTube where there's comments and stuff. So let me know what you think. And the new on Instagram, maybe go to my newest comment of the day that it goes out. And that, that's when I'll most likely to see the comment. Let me know what you think of it. Let me know what kind of topics you like to see on the podcast. And I'll also consider them there as well. And other than that, I want to thank you for being here on the Expand Your Awareness podcast with Aaron Dowdy. I will see you on the next episode. I hope you're also enjoying Monday, Wednesday, Fridays. It's going to be the new schedule going forward. Maybe even maybe even one more day. Maybe four a week. I'm kinda I like the number four. We will see. I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. Anyways, peace, much love, and namaste.